0: self-serving persuasive talkers of
1: everything and nothing we,
0: we are, are conversation, conversation con, con artists. Con Artist. what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am
1: calamity
0: red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful episode you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point also on tiktok at carl underscore young y-u-n-g Oh, that's
1: right. You do. You did add that. Um, I could be found at red underscore calamity on Instagram because right now that's pretty much the only place that you can find me. I keep flirting with going back to YouTube and, uh, I haven't made it there yet. So
0: (laughs) Instagram is it
1: for
0: now. I have my YouTube up in within the next few weeks.
1: Um, but you can send us any letters, any questions about past shows. Um, any ideas for future shows to our gmail account which is conversationconartist at gmail.com um we did not receive any letters this week so we are gonna get right into some reddits and hear about other people's um people that we don't know shit i'm gonna do this one first simply because the the title got me so like i, I said before the way that i do reddit letters is i will read I read the title. If the title grabs me, I'll look at the content of the letter. I don't read it, but just to make sure, because some people be writing four-page letters and ain't nobody got time to read all that shit. So I look at it to make sure that it's not going to be too long for the show and then I choose it. The title of this one, I was like, in the year of our Lord, 2022? Okay. So I'm going to do this one first. It's an Am I the Asshole. Um, Am I the Asshole forcing my son to change his lifestyle after I found out he has scurvy the fuck is scurvy what powers used to get on the open sea. that ain't got no new name for today because it doesn't exist like nobody has scurvy anymore it doesn't exist in developed places anymore so does he actually have it or is they just calling some other shit scurvy? So I look I wanted to before we even get into the letter, scurvy is a disease that's caused by a deficiency in vitamin C, which is rare in the developed world. Doesn't happen overnight. Generally takes uh generally setting in after a few months of low vitamin C intake. So I don't know what he's doing that you wouldn't get vitamin C from. Do you know
0: if you look at your fingernails and if you got like white deposits in the middle of your fingernails that's vitamin c i would divide that's why our vitamin c deficiency fish uh excess goes
1: uh
0: yeah so i normally have it but i don't now but anyway well, <laughs> that's where our i, I fact that i know but go ahead
1: so let's see how he ended up with this because <laughs> i'm like the fuck. okay this isn't the judgment on why it happened in the first place I let my son, Jake, who is 14, just kind of do his own thing. He is mildly autistic and has hang-ups about certain foods, so I basically let him eat whatever he has wanted. He also loves video games, so his activities was that. He hasn't had gym class or recess since elementary school because he takes band instead of gym. His teeth were giving him issues, and his doctor ran some blood work, and the doctor said he has mild scurvy. Autistic or not, I'm forcing him to eat better with a nutritionist, child psychologist, and his primary care doctor. He's on a strict diet, and he goes outside to do some exercises. He also has to get some vitamin C IVs. Jake hated me for forcing him to listen to the doctors. My husband husband thinks I'm being mean, but it was my hands-off approach that caused this. Everyone thinks Jake is capable of eating properly. He's just refusing to do so. He's just refusing to do so. The doctors and psychologists new approaches. Now no food in the house that Jake will refer revert to eating. His school was alerted to the issue by a social worker and Jake has to eat his lunch. Observed. My husband is becoming an issue because he will sneak Jake food and act like we are abusing or bullying Jake. We're all trying to enforce a healthy lifestyle. And my husband left me, left me tonight saying he won't stay with me. If I continue to agree to this, he's sleeping at his friend's house and Jake thinks I'm a fucking monster for making him eat healthy and exercise. Your husband's a dick. <laughs> What, yeah, Your has been left you like you you were giving him plates of dog shit to eat and making him eat that like he developed scurvy. It's not even something that you develop. What <laughs> happens
0: not, when scurvy gets bad?
1: um, let's see. Weakness, fatigue, irritability, loss of weight, or loss of appetite or weight loss, muscular pain, sunken eyes, paleness, diarrhea, increased heart rate, shortness of breath, fever. Um, and if it continues, swelling in joints or gums, reopening of old wounds, easy, easy bruising, bulging eyes, dry, scaly skin. Um, and in children, which he's not, this is more small kids, so that wouldn't be him. But that's how it progresses if it continues.
0: Damn. And then start looking like Beetlejuice from the uh, <laughs> Howard Stern show. Her <laughs> eyeballs be poking out. <laughs> <laughs> Scary.
1: You're not, how is she the asshole? For, your husband is an asshole. Like, it would be different if there was a lot of factors mixed into this. You know, the kid has mild autism, and I don't even know if that's part of the reason. Or Some kids just, like, refuse, you know, they don't want to do something. And if you allow them to not do it, they're going to keep refusing to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had very much a hands-off approach with him in the beginning. And so, of course, he's like, I don't want to do this shit. I ain't had to do it. Why do you want me to do it now? But he's you 14. <laughs> well, you know, a lot
0: of parents, especially dealing with, like, kids on the autistic spectrum, see a lot of behaviors that try to get kids to do things they don't want to do is abuse. Um, Because a lot of people just try to force them to do things. So daddy might just be more versed in talking about and researching about what that abuse looked like that not really abuse to a lay person. You think that, uh, that he's hypersensitive to people forcing him to do stuff maybe. I don't know.
1: I mean, again, you not only are you not helping in trying to convince him to do it on his own, if you feel like him being forced is the issue, you're undermining the efforts that the all of these people, her, the psychology, all of these people are making by giving him the food he don't need to fucking have. How is that beneficial, dad? What you doing?
0: I would think that is long like so you have to stop eating certain foods for uh vitamin C deficiency you can't just like add vitamin C foods
1: well but I think that, I think you could if it was a regular situation but it sounds like this kid was refuse like he refuses so like if he knows his dad is going to sneak him stuff he's going to refuse to eat the, the vitamin C shit they trying to get him and just wait for his dad to give him the other stuff like it's going to yeah. undermine the 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 the, the attempts gotta push crush up a vitamin c goddamn pill and put that shit in that man (laughs) kool-aid get that man some flitstone vitamins but depending on how bad i mean he's developed scurvy already this is not like trying to prevent it he got it already so like i don't know how much you have to hit it to get it back to normal and then maybe like the maintenance could be vitamin c tablets but like once you start developing mild scurvy i don't know that it's just as easy as doing the shit that everybody else do which is like have vitamins every day like he beyond that for For now now. this this is one of the reasons i don't want kids
0: you know because it's (laughs) like even if you talk about as much as you can about having kids nobody have that conversation thinking that their kid might you know have autism or My multiple sclerosis or whatever other thing that you start seeing developing, children. Nobody think about that conversation in the context of what if I kid is a sociopath. Like I just wouldn't want my relationship to be busted up. Like I wouldn't want a child that had a significant level of problems to mess up my relationship, the person I chose to be with and have a kid with. That's one of the things that I'm scared about. You know, worried yeah. about when it comes to that shit. Like, I mean, want that.
1: Yeah, it's difficult. Um I don't know. You 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 it's Russia Roulette. (laughs) Like you don't know. You know, once you pull that trigger, you might get a perfectly healthy child and you just have the no because even if you don't have a child that has any like major issues like autism, you can have a child that just goes through like hell, terrible twos are like teenagers that think they know every goddamn thing and like having one parent that wants to be more lenient and one parent that wants to be more strict like it, it doesn't even necessarily have have to be something serious for it to impact your relationship yeah like it could be more minor things especially if y'all have to talk talked about what your parenting style is or how you feel like kids should be disciplined or any of that shit it could be basic shit that make people break up It don't even have to be major like our kid has uh, down syndrome not what we gonna do <laughs> kind of what is
0: something minor that you feel like is non-negotiable for your child
1: as it pertains to kids
0: Yeah, um, like, if you were with your partner what would be something that may get y'all into a little back and forth for mm-hmm. you know one thing for me is like women who don't want their kids to play sports because they're afraid they'll get hurt
1: um that that kind of thing. That'll uh, have to sexism, be a conversation. Like any kind of like or not sex sexism, like any kind of like issues with like roles, right? Like like there was a conversation, I think it was last year that was going around about men feeling a certain type of way about little boys playing with kitchen sets. That kind of shit. I'm not finna fucking we are not finna do this, okay? He wanna play with the kitchen set. You're not going to sit up here and tell me that a kitchen set is a girl toy. He can't play with that shit. Like, are you serious? You know how you sound? Don't niggas got to eat? Weren't you cooking before I met you? How did you feed yourself before we got together? The fuck Poorly. is you talking about? <laughs> Poorly, exactly. He ain't going to be that way. At least he'll know how to take care of himself and won't be out here just waiting on a bitch to do stuff for him. Like, what the fuck? That kind of shit would piss me off. Like a little girl, my daughter can't play with, you know, Marvel toys. I'm a big-ass Marvel fan, Okay. I would be psyched as fuck if my little girl wanted to have, like, Deadpool sheets and shit. Like, let's go. <laughs> we're gonna go immediately get this shit for her. Like, that kind of shit, would, I can't deal with that. We're not finna do that. Like, you're not, you not gonna tell them they can't do anything based off of their gender. Especially, like, silly shit. Like, are you serious? No. We're not doing that. She want Deadpool sheets, she get Deadpool sheets. He wanna fucking cook on his little play oven, we getting him an oven! What but, about like, spending the night spending the night
0: where at a friend's house
1: mm. Mm. <laughs> who's a friend this
0: who's is gonna some... be there i mean in my world i know everybody that's gonna be there i know the parents i don't talk to them i may even break in that bitch and not, not break in but like show up <laughs> and just be like, hey y'all doing all right y'all need anything from the store need drinks or anything snacks or anything you know what i'm saying just to like scope the scene out or whatever But for me, I don't know. I read a whole thread of women who was like, when they went to sleepovers with their girlfriends, it was just all like inappropriate stuff between girls physically. Like there's a whole thread. I'm not saying that's all that happened. But then like I saw a TikTok where this woman was talking about how her daddy never wanted her to go to sleepovers. And then her daddy went out of town. Mama let her go to the sleepover. She was in the bathroom in the middle of the night and she opened the door and the, her brother was standing right there trying to push his way in and she was like she just was naive she didn't know what was going to happen until she, he tried to touch her breast, and then she was like oh i know what this is and she was like i'm gonna scream and he let her go when she said she was gonna scream see so that's something why should be paranoid about or and, and should that mean that they can't do it or does that mean that we should do our due diligence in making sure we can understand the environment as best we can
1: so i have a co-worker ex-co-worker that whenever she does sleepovers for her daughter that they she only has two daughters so she doesn't have a son so that, that you know the kid doesn't have to leave the dad chooses not to stay at the house during the, the during the sleepover so, like, these little girls know, their their mothers, dads know that when they're sending their daughters over here for this sleepover, there's not going to be any male presence in the house as far as to make them less uncomfortable about something potentially. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm, I don't think I like that, though. Why? Because I know me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I know me. So, it's like. The idea of me leaving is that I'm making somebody else comfortable because they think I might fuck their kids.
1: (laughs) Well, but it isn't anything personal to you. It's for the niggas that would actually try to fuck their kids. Like, it's because you don't know who that person is until they present themselves. Like, you know how many times people have thought, like, "We Gary was the greatest person ever. I can't believe Gary was doing Like, you don't know.
0: (laughs) I just wouldn't have sleepovers at my house then if I had to leave. Unless we were balling and had multiple properties and I could just go do, you know, my thing. Or if I was in a non-monogamous relationship and, you know, I could just go with another partner or something like that.
1: Some people don't do sleepovers at their house. Like, sleepovers is just real, you know. And then, like, I would be a whole lot less likely to let my daughter go if there's, like, um teenage boys in the house i'm not gonna tell you got you know you you got to make your sons leave but i am gonna say i'm not comfortable with my daughter being over there period yeah me i'm just not gonna do it i'm sorry
0: teenage boys are menaces
1: they are but you know what ain't nobody ain't nobody in this
0: whole conversation talking about which one of these girls showing up to the party with the strap
1: I mean, (laughs) I would hope seven or eight-year-olds, they showed up with no stress. I think when they do little, like, sexual shit, they touching each other. I don't think nobody showing up with full-on. I would hope not. 15, 16-year-olds. Do they have sleepovers at that age? I don't never have sleepovers. I don't know nothing about sleepovers. My dad was an alcoholic, and so I wasn't allowed to have sleepovers, and I never went to one. So I I don't know really a lot about sleepovers. No.
0: It's different with girls and with boys. Because, you know, like with girls, it's like, yeah, let's make an event out of it. We're going to have a sleepover. We're going to talk about boys and bring your journals. And it's a whole, like, everybody bring your special pajamas. And they just sit in a fucking yeah. kumbaya circle and just hold hands. And- <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know if it's bad
0: like that. See, toxic masculinity and patriarchy won't let us do shit like that. You know what I'm saying? We got to, like... We got to be like, hey, you're dead cool if I just, you know, crash here for the night. It can't be no animal or no shit like that. It can't be like, yeah, I'm going to go hang out with my buddy Leon tonight. Yeah, we're going to just hang out and play games. You can't be seen like that. It's just going to be more like a, uh, we playing the game late. In my head, it's like I ain't coming back home tonight. But I ain't going to ask him early. I'm just going to be like, man, it's late, man. You mind if I catch the couch? <laughs> so it's always no camaraderie. It ain't no communion. It's just like that. <laughs> on the couch by myself because i don't want to be like let's you know hang out tonight <laughs> and, and do this thing i don't my know
1: these new, new, new kids
0: is, like that my new campaign patriarchy fucked up everything
1: i feel like some of these new teenagers i don't know like they i don't know that they i feel like boys be like having actual sleepovers now
0: Mm-mm. we don't sleep no? we be spending the night <laughs> that's two different things <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know,
1: as far as I'm concerned,
0: I'm spending the night at Leon's house. Like a, I said. Night. You know, when I was younger, kind of... I remember it But like, after that, you know what, this is disgusting, but I, I spent the night on one of my, over one of my friend's house, and I was sleeping on the floor, and a roach crawled into my mouth. Oh, nope, never
1: yeah. would
0: have spent the
1: night again. Never fucking dead. Yeah, that's
0: traumatizing. Fucking dead.
1: Yeah, Mm-mm.
0: I tell you that was some disgusting ass shit. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: The only, and this wasn't even a sleepover because I would go for like the summer. Only equivalency that I have is spending the summers in Huntsville with my cousin who's the only child so her mom won't want me to come up there so like she has somebody to like spend time with during the summer. Which she hated because she had friends already and now she got this little cousin coming up here she didn't really want to fuck with. But yeah. that was really my only, like, I never had sleepovers. Like, I never even asked to have one because, again, I didn't know, I ain't want nobody to see my dad a drunk ass. So, like, I never even requested it because I didn't know how he was going to come home. So, the last thing I want is four of my best girlfriends sitting up in here and this nigga come in here stumbling and shit. Who want to do that? So, sleepovers weren't even on my radar. <laughs> it wasn't even something that
0: that I ever thought about having. Another thing is bringing bologna in my house. That shit dead. <laughs> ain't, ain't bologna in my house. <laughs> my kids ain't never gonna know what the fuck bologna is unless they go to their friend's house. <laughs> I don't want to see that shit. As long <laughs> as I can afford a steak, they will never be bologna in my home.
1: <laughs> so is it just bologna, or all of them like processed meat? No, it's, like just it's just bologna.
0: Vienna
1: sausages.
0: And you, you know what bologna is. Do you know why bologna got the red ring on the outside? It's because they take all the leftover meat and compress it in this big ass red tube, squeeze it and compress it as much as they can until it's the shape of a turd and then they just slice off of it. Like, I understand that hot dogs and stuff. Well, hot dogs, they're better quality hot dogs these days that you can buy. But
1: being the sausages, Spam.
0: Yeah, all that shit. But Spam's so nasty because it just plop out. It just... (laughs) And just like fall out the damn can with that fucking congealed juice on the outside. Who want that shit? You know that shit became popular during goddamn like World War II. Which is why a lot of old niggas like it and and why it's still on the shelf. But but yeah, no baloney, Team no bologna. I eat hot dogs. And my daddy eat bologna. He be making breakfast and have bologna down there. And I be like, god damn it. (laughs) <laughs> I do want some meat, but this is baloney. But he eat beef baloney, so it's different than uh real ass baloney. Anyway, that shit's crazy. That that letter is uh Daddy's crazy. Yeah. Uh mama crazy for staying with him if you ready for you. Like if this motherfucker was poisoned right now and you had to slap the shit out of him and pop his mouth open so he'll survive, would daddy let the nigga die? You know what I'm saying? Is daddy <laughs> going to <laughs> Is daddy going to then be forceful enough to keep his child alive? Because if he would, then why can't you see that same situation over the long term? I mean, I imagine scurvy going not having enough vitamin C going to kill you at some point or make you like the deficiency of the shit we need at some point going to cause us issues that can kill us, right?
1: And the things that he needs to eat are pleasant fucking things. Like it's vitamin C, so it's like citrus shit. You know what I'm saying? Like again, they're not making this little nigga eat liver. (laughs) These are pleasant things to eat. He just don't want to eat them. You acting like she? Again, you acting like she's trying to serve him dog shit or some shit? Like why this boy don't like orange juice? I don't know because he they because they were doing that gentle parenting. And let him have what he want And kids, if given the opportunity, are always gonna pick unhealthy shit because that's what One, they
0: do. We can't we're not we're not going to equate gentle parenting with allowing your kid to do whatever they want to. That's not <laughs> what that is. And you said that shit so condescending. I'm <laughs> gentle parenting, but motherfuckers do not know what gentle parenting is. <laughs> no, because there'll be there's a whole bunch of TikToks. I'll be saving them thinking I'm gonna reply to them and not, and the TikToks be like, let me try some gentle parenting. Hey, son, pick up your things. And then they don't, and they be like, pick that motherfucker shit up. And then they pick it up, and i be like, okay, motherfucker, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Gentle parenting is a, a, a culture shift in your family life. It ain't just a moment. Gentle parenting don't mean saying some nice shit to your kid in a moment. It's shifting the way you parent to a different way. Like, you gotta stop doing that shit and do this shit. But you can still be forceful in gentle parenting, Gentle parenting don't just mean like like your own forceful personality can come out in gentle parenting. It's really just communicating with your kid more than anything. So I just want to you know throw that out there because you know motherfuckers don't. But and that's different than motherfucking letting your kids do whatever they want to do. That ain't gentle parenting. That is irresponsible permissive parenting.
1: Yeah, which is what she said that they were doing before. They just let him do what he wants. And it developed into scurvy. They don't know he, about what he, autism then because kids with autism need structure. Yep. You can just let a kid do what
0: they want to. You give them what they're going to eat. They're going to eat it. And then if you give it to them every day, they're going to eat it every day. Yeah. They just didn't know enough about autism going into this shit, I guess.
1: Which, I mean, people usually don't. Because you, you expect to come out of the hospital with a very healthy baby. Exactly. You know, that's not, nobody prepares for this. Because nobody has the expectation it's going to be them until it is them. Yeah. So. Um another am I the asshole? Hold
0: on. I got three. Okay. Let you choose one. They all long, so I'm gonna just let you choose which one. Okay. Um my wife named our son after her first love, and I had no idea.
1: The disrespect.
0: (laughs) Am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend that yes, the gym is more important to me than her and her daughter? God damn. Uh, am I the asshole for making my wife think our son was missing? I'm just going to do one. You got to choose.
1: <laughs> I feel like I saw the, I've seen something this week about somebody that like tried to make the parent think that the child was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's do the gym. I'm just curious as to what, because it has to be, I really want there to be some significant thing in here that makes this sound okay. Because all of, on its own, he, he sounds like a dickhole.
0: Okay. I, 32-year-old male, have been dating my girlfriend, 29-year-old female, for about 18 months. She has the cutest little four-year-old daughter from a previous relationship. As our relationship has progressed, I've been spending more and more time in my girlfriend's place to the point that I have all but moved in with them. This is mostly just because it's logically easier for me to go to her place since she has a kid and I don't. I work from 4.30 p.m. to 2.30 a.m. I go to bed by 4 a.m. and then wake up around noon and then on most days head off to the gym and spend about two hours there total. I like to work out. It makes me feel good, keeps me healthy, and I also consider it a professional responsibility to stay in shape. Working 10-hour shifts means that I don't have a ton of time in between shifts but that I have more days off than most working people. This was never a problem until I basically moved in with my girlfriend. Suddenly, lately, when I wake up and try to head off to the gym, she's all, oh, it's all about you, huh? Or you only care about doing what you need to do, Uh, my daughter, doesn't understand why you are leaving and why you don't want to spend time with us. The last time things came to a head when my girlfriend started objecting to my going to the gym after I told her I'll see you and your daughter for a little bit before I go off to work. And then tomorrow I'm off and I don't have a work schedule, so we'll plan the whole day together. But I have to get my work in out in today. It's a priority. She then responded. So the gym is a priority, but me and my daughter aren't. If you want to be part of this family, it's not about you anymore. So what's more important to you, the gym or us? I responded. Well, if you're going to force me to choose instead of making room for something that you know is important to me, then I guess I have to choose the gym. I then left. I'm sitting in my own apartment now. Things may be over. In fairness, I should note that she wasn't insisting that I never go to the gym again. She just wanted to renegotiate my schedule. But I was unwilling because I felt as if that would get in the way of my goals. Am I the asshole?
1: Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. People, when you meet somebody and they're doing the thing and they've been consistently doing this thing, just because you change your mind about it at some point does not mean that it's fair for you to expect them to stop doing that thing. Now, as long as he wasn't living with her, he was doing this and it wasn't a problem. She never said anything about it. And him moving in, for some reason, made it feel different for her. I was ready to crucify him, less so now. Um, <laughs> she's being a bit unreasonable.
0: This seems like
1: a, a, a
0: knee-jerk response to what was going on in the moment that was a buildup of somebody who wasn't willing to understand about the gym. Right? Yeah. Um. But what are they supposed to be doing in the middle of the day, I guess? Like at noon,
1: because why is she in that fucking daycare? Is she forty? She ain't
0: daycare, daycare. So I guess we can assume that the girlfriend and the daughter ain't working. I mean, mama ain't working, so the daughter and the girlfriend at home.
1: Maybe. At least enough for it to be a problem. But his work schedule sounds like he a police officer. So he said he also feels it's a professional responsibility. So something he, whatever his job is, requires him to be in good shape. And the work schedule and stuff just sound like it might be he might be a police officer with the the description of what his work schedule is but it, it, regardless this is something he was already doing y'all been together for 18 months he's been doing this the time that y'all been together and again this is <clears throat> one of the main things that happen that what relationships so you cannot just come in and want to change something that's already been a standard just simply because you feel differently about it it's a conversation that can be had but like all of that passive aggressive oh you don't care about me and my daughter oh the gym is more important than us and all of that shit did not lend to resolving this issue at all and like i said it's a it's a conversation about evaluating like oh okay so you live here whatever her issues with it are because there could be some reasons why it's different for her now that he actually lives in the home and is gone for those two hours or whatever but that's a conversation that needs to be had as opposed to just oh you just you know the gym's more important than us (laughs) that passive aggressiveness does not work out very well ladies the
0: the definition of the word priority is what needs to be focused on as well because he was like I gotta get my work in today, workout in today is a priority. It's like today is important to me. Maybe that means I'm down and I need to be up. Maybe that means I ate bad yesterday. You know, it can mean anything that she can inquire about why it's a priority, but she took what he represented it being important to today as oh, the gym as a whole must be more important to you than me and my daughter. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like the reality is like people in your life get to have other things that's a part of their lives outside of you. And so this makes me feel like the only thing that's in her life for real is probably her daughter. And Which she probably don't do nothing that is represents a self-care or a taking care of herself experience And she so
1: that's a problem. Yeah. Expeditiously. And
0: that's
1: um, not good. It's
0: not good. Oh, and my God, Tia. Okay, keep going. Never mind. What?
1: Tia. What
0: does that have
1: to do with anything?
0: Mm. Because weird. expeditiously is one of those ti words that oh, he say okay. all the time. So when you said that, I was like, shit, because he was in the news for some shit this week. I talk about, but go ahead. Oh, <laughs> but that you know, that's all so it yeah. was. But you it, know, redefine priority and know that your partner got some shit going on, and it's okay for them to have shit going on. You know, damn.
1: he's just going me. for a few hours. Yeah, he's willing to like make a plan to spend the entire day the next day. Like, so it's not like he just in the gym every waking moment that he has. And he like, fuck y'all. Like, this is him not being there when you want him to be, <laughs> which is a problem because you can't have. That's not how you talking about. he want to be part of a family. Being a part of a family means being respectful of each other. You not doing that right now. man. And I hate that. Like, if you want to be a part of
0: his family, it's not about. <laughs> you anymore i don't like that shit like what what you mean like i want y'all in my life but if you asking me if you're telling me i can't go to the gym ever again fuck you <laughs> i'll find another you, not another you. make a lemonade after this shit <laughs> a lemonade album not like his <sighs> lemonade i can't niggas can be hurt and make albums too they do that shit all the time these alpha male niggas trying to convince everybody that niggas is tough <laughs> alpha male niggas are the example of what how it looked when niggas is emotional irrationally <laughs> anyway i'll we'll come back to that too
1: um
0: but what, what's yours
1: i have a look at, i'm just gonna read a couple of the titles am i the asshole for telling my daughter i don't regret sending her away Am I the asshole for not waking my boyfriend, which made him late to his first day at a new job? Hmm. This one just says that's not my name. <laughs> Racist boyfriend's mom, and just need to vent about my drunk husband currently sleeping on the bathroom floor. <laughs>
0: Damn. Um, <laughs> I want to hear about the uh the second
1: one. Not waking him. Yeah. Oh, Not waking him up for the job interview? Yep. Okay. Am I the asshole for not waking my boyfriend, which made him late to his very first day at a new job? This is a throwaway account for purposes of privacy. This is a 28-year-old female living with her 30-year-old boyfriend of three years. When I first stayed the night, he overslept. I woke him up. He woke up in a bad mood after a big fight, made it absolutely clear that I should not wake him up, even if I knew he would be late to the meeting, to meeting the Pope, his words. After I calmed down, I wrote a contract that said I would never wake him up under any circumstance short of an emergency as long as he never blames me for oversleeping. He laughed and signed it. I kept it with my important documents. Daughter of two lawyers, get everything in writing and don't sign anything unless you and your lawyer read it or rules that I live by. Fast forward to yesterday, he just started a new job, celebrated the night before playing with some guys online. He had to wake up by 7 a.m. I woke up at 5 a.m. like usual, did all my stuff. By the time it was 7 a.m., he didn't wake up. I left the house at 8.15 a.m. and he was still asleep. When I got back, he was there and he was very angry. He started shouting and blamed me for being late, said I should have woken him when I noticed he overslept. All I did was stay silent until he stopped shouting, then showed him the paper he signed. (laughs) And then I said, I never woke you up, and I never will. You are an adult, and you can set an alarm like the rest of us. Also, being late is a you problem, and I have no part in it at all. Now he says that I am an asshole, and I should know that the old rules do not apply since he no longer works for his friend that was lax with time. I still think I did nothing wrong, so am I the asshole? Hell the fuck no. (laughs) Not only are you not the asshole, but I want
0: to be your friend. (laughs) I don't know, that might get dicey because you the daughter of two lawyers, so ain't no telling what the hell kind of contracts you'll be running up for our goddamn interaction. (laughs) But, I mean, that situation was the epitome of communication. Not only did did she communicate effectively, she made a contract for that motherfucker, and he signed it. He signed it. The only thing she could have did for herself is put some money on that bitch. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But, (laughs) when I tell you that, that dude is real irrational. Like, yes. Come on, man. And that's the sign of an emotional dude because in one moment where he don't want you to wake him up, he's willing to go to extremes to the point of saying, "Don't ever wake me up, even if it's for me late being late for the pope." You know, uh, why would I wake you up? Because if a woman never tell me that, she's not gonna get woke up. And you know what? If if she would've hit me with the shit he hit her with, I'm walking out the door, I ain't coming back. I'm out. I will leave the relationship for some irrational shit like that because it's coming back.
1: (laughs) It's coming back. And the idea that, oh, you should have known that that changed once I switched jobs because how the fuck would it? Why would you assume that gets on my nerves when people assume that something that means something to you is going to mean something to other people? That's where communication comes in. Okay. Because how would she know that? I don't know why you didn't want me to wake you up. All you said was, don't wake me up. It don't matter what's going on, including if I have a meeting with the Pope. You did not say anything about, oh, because my job is so lax. You ain't said none of that shit. So how the fuck would I know that because you changed jobs, now you feel differently? I ain't no goddamn mind reader, my nigga. And why don't you set an alarm? What adult? per I got about 50 lamb alarms set because I don't like getting up in the morning. And I know. I might sleep through one. <laughs> so I, I got a couple of sets. you know. Um
0: Bro, I got but, the most annoying morning ring tone. And if you're a Medigar solid fan, that codec that play it just keep going and it's loud. I don't even know why Zedge got that tone so loud. It's unreasonable, but it do the job.
1: <laughs> but yeah, he sounds like a he sounds like a crazy person. You should have knew that now that I didn't change jobs and I don't have a lax supervisor, then then that would mean that I would need you to wake me up because it's going to be problematic. Like, nigga, bye. Goodbye.
0: She said that sounds like a you problem. (laughs) That is exactly (laughs) what it is, my boy. (laughs) I hope you can recover (laughs) because I don't give a fuck.
1: (laughs) Oh, niggas, boy. Like, why? How do you sound?
0: They probably white, too. Uh, Probably. This ain't no huxtable fucking TV show.
1: This motherfucker
0: (laughs) got two lawyer parents for the (laughs) odds of that shit in the black community these days. (laughs) motherfucker white. And working with his friend who was lax on the schedule. Yep. I don't know. That's white people shit.
1: Like, the fact that he never even bothered to set an alarm, like you, you don't give a fuck. I'm supposed to give more of a fuck than you do. You don't even set an alarm, so you're not even concerned because that doesn't even that even that is evidence that this is not more important to you than the other job. Because what you're what you're saying is it didn't matter because of the job that I had, and now this job matters more. I can't tell, nigga, cause you still ain't set no fucking alarm. It ain't like you set an alarm and overslept, you know, slept through the alarm and shit. You ain't even set an alarm. So obviously you don't give a fuck about this job just like you did in the last. What are you talking about? Mm. Get the fuck out of here. Nigga. Um, I'm going to just talk about a situation I had. Okay. <laughs> For this last one. This week. That. Sometimes this is what what when we say we have to deal with bullshit from white people on a daily basis, and white people be like, what do you mean? Y'all are just too sensitive. <laughs> I had a situation where I I am a very reality-based, um, very straightforward when it comes to me doing therapy. Okay. Like I'm gonna tell you very directly like my professional opinion okay it isn't i don't i'm not a a hand holder okay not who i am uh and i made a statement to a client about focusing on herself and not these external things you know focusing on what makes you happy because you know the things that you've been focusing on the things that you don't have any control over and that's what's you know creating a lot of the frustration for you so like how can we focus on you how can we focus on what you need to do in order to change the circumstances for yourself that's exactly what I said okay that's what I said she came back and said yeah you know that I needed that tough love and you know that really helped me change my perspective and i really you know i talked to my friend about it and i told her you know basically my therapist told me girl you need to work on you head movement finger and all and internally i was like Bitch, i did not why would you say and i guarantee you if i was a white therapist who said the same fucking thing she would have relayed what i said to her friend in the way that i it to her <laughs> but instead it had to be sassy because <laughs> black women are sassy <laughs> i was so like okay <laughs>
0: But she liked that about you and the therapeutic experience, though.
1: She does. It's
0: like, it's like, it's not in the same context as relationship fetishization, but it's like a, a, a form of fetishization, fetishization that white people have with just the idea of having a black friend, a black therapist, a black somebody that they can feel like, okay. This is what it feels like to be around blackness and not be racist. This person is actually helping me. I'm not saying that the lady you're dealing with is racist. I'm just saying, like, the fact that you had that knowledge stored away to apply to black existence is problematic.
1: <laughs> like if she said it, that's what kills me when these things happen. Is they say it and you can see. You can see that they're oblivious to why this might be a problematic thing or why this might not be okay or why I might be like, well, why would you say that, say it like that? I didn't say it like that to you. At no point in our professional therapeutic relationship have I done anything close to girl and snapping my fingers and moving my neck around. I ain't did none of that shit. So why when you're relaying and I, hey, I'm glad you're enjoying the therapy. I'm glad you're telling your friends about it and normalizing therapy. I'm always happy to hear that because then that makes sense. Oh, she's going to therapy. Maybe I need to go to therapy too. Or maybe, you know, I've been thinking about it and, and it normalizes it, makes it more comfortable for people to go. Okay. Appreciate that. Not saying anything about that. Glad that you enjoyed it and felt like it was beneficial and helpful. It's the way she relayed what I said. And again, I guarantee you, if I was white, one, I don't even know. Maybe she even listened to it as much as she did, cause like she felt like <laughs> it was coming from a girl. You just need to focus on you, honey.
0: <laughs> she hear you talking like a character Tyler Perry on wrote. Goddamn, <laughs> that's how she hear you and y'all talking. You know, we 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 do shit like that too. You know except we do it so respectfully because it ain't really that much shit to really ping white people on that's bad like when i do my white voice i talk about parsnips and brussels sprouts and shit like that (laughs) you know what i'm saying we talk about white people don't have rhythm they can't dance and stuff but like no we really don't have nothing that represents an overtly negative stereotype
1: yeah
0: like they do for everybody else like everybody else.
1: And I mean, you know, I, I take this with a, a grain of salt. You know, I, I take it and I move on because that's just, and that's that's what, so my point for white people is that this is a black experience. It's like, it's instances of shit like this that you deal with that you just have to eat. <laughs> you just eat it. It's nothing you can do about it. It's like when I worked at the last place and the lady called me a Negro. <laughs> I am 37 years old. Okay, I did not. Be- I never thought that I would ever be called a Negro by a white person, but there, there it was. It happened. I was addressed as a Negro. <laughs> so, I mean, it's those things that happen. Like I said, it happens, and you just eat it. But over time, that shit becomes annoying. That shit becomes. where like, why the fuck can't I just live? <laughs> Can I not just do my job and give very good therapeutic professional advice and not have it become this colorful collection (laughs) of color girl sayings? Like That's not (laughs) not what happens. Why would you tell her that? (laughs) Why would you say that? But again, obliviousness in her face. She was just excited to tell me that like, she wanted me to know that she felt like I was really helping her. And this was her way of relaying that to me. And again, I get it. And I'm glad she's talking about coming and I'm glad she's enjoying it. And I'm glad that it's being helpful. All of those things. But also in that moment, I was just like, bitch, that's not what I said to you. <laughs> why, would you why would you color it up like that? Like, <laughs> You couldn't just tell her what I told you? You couldn't just tell her that now I'm going to be focusing in on me because that's something that I do have control over and I can't control these external situations because that's what I said. <laughs> but no. No, nope, it had to be sassy because it came from the black girl. <laughs> so, so we had to sass it up real good so, so that she may... And if, if before, if her friend didn't know that I was black, I'm sure she was like, oh, she must be a Negro. You know, they're just really... <laughs> Colorful
0: that way. <laughs> mm. That's a goddamn shame.
1: It's just those little things, you know, that that people deal with every day. That again, you just eat them. I wasn't gonna call her out on it, you know. It wasn't something that we were gonna need, like we need to have a conversation. It wasn't anything like that. You just eat these situations. You just eat them, and you move we got, on. You
0: know, we gotta calculate how we move around this motherfucker, like you don't even know how fragile she would have been if you would have addressed that
1: true
0: no she's gonna be like
1: no 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 it has nothing to do with your brain
0: it's not having anything to do with you being black. you just you know that's just how i do i do you know (laughs) sassy
1: head bob things (laughs) you know but you know yeah gotta figure out how to navigate this place you do but it's frustrating when i go out of my way to be as professional because I know that is how we are viewed. And so I work hard and then it just feels like it's for naught (laughs) because regardless of how professional I present the things that I say and no matter how much I make sure to be articulate in discussing these things, I'm still heard saying, you go, girl. (laughs) You can't get away from it. It don't even matter what you say. It's still heard as that. So,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure it's the same for white men. I've had good experiences with white clients. Um, I had anything racist really at the beginning. I opened up my relationships with white uh, clients in terms of, look, we two different cultures. If you have a question about mine, let me know, because if I have a question about yours, I'm definitely going to ask. Because we can't, because you still can't generalize a white person's experience to every white person. Yeah. You know, uh, they all have white privilege, you know, so you can mass apply some things to the white culture. But like, at the end of the day, some of these motherfuckers are struggling like me and you. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think it's easy, especially when you ain't doing work where you end up having to work with a white person. It's real easy to lose that idea or not have to focus on it and just look at white people through the whole lens of the bullshit, which they perpetuate often. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, that could take us into the conversation about, like, intent versus impact. You know, in terms of. She didn't mean nothing by it. She probably don't no. know that she did something wrong, but.
1: She absolutely doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But, uh,
0: if the impact was big enough, then, you know, maybe that would be, you have to respond to it differently.
1: Yeah, I mean, I. Again, like if you
0: told her that you know you probably should be weary of the relationship that you're in, uh because it looked like it could be toxic. And if she was like, I told my girlfriend that you told me don't trust no nigga, no. (laughs) 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 That should be different.
1: (laughs) You would have to, yes. (laughs) Kaya would be there. Oh,
0: We were having sexual issues, and she told me, my neck, my back, girl. Look at all. (laughs) If she was on that shit. Man, you better start quoting Queen and Journey. What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) Don't be quoting black folks. If you ain't quoting this shit at the table with your damn folks for Thanksgiving, don't quote that shit in here. If you ain't bobbing your head at Thanksgiving when you talking with your family, don't do that shit in here. Be yourself. (laughs) don't be adjusting yourself to the black experience because who you really trying to make comfortable
1: you know what i'm saying well see in that instance it wasn't even being comfortable because she i know she was talking to another white person do you think it it was subconscious probably man because it
0: you know i just i'm saying the comfort in the room with you by telling you that you know what i'm saying like it doesn't make me comfortable. It makes me. I upset. know it. I know it don't make you comfortable. But <laughs> who is the comfort really for? I think the comfort is for her. I think that she feels more comfortable knowing that she believes that you feel like you're closer to her by doing things that she perceives as black, <laughs> because she think that it's. It, she has to think that it's endearing to you. She has to think that you're like, oh, she's you know she knows how we are. <laughs> but like the way that white people believe black people are is so stereotypical, and so yes! they it, and so outside of the realm of what they can practice is it it's so mechanical. It's like <laughs> it's like bringing bringing hot Cheetos to the session and just holding them up to the screen. Like I got some hot Cheetos. Because if you know nothing about hot Cheetos, black girls in high school half of them got a bag of hot Cheetos there with them. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> working in the high schools, <laughs> when I was, I, I had a a young black uh, a female client, she had a bag of fucking hot Cheetos every goddamn day. You know, but like, it'd be stereotypical shit. Yeah. You
1: know? I mean, again, it it's just one of those things that you eat. It didn't, I'm not like, it doesn't make me not want to work with her anymore or anything, but it is, in those moments, it just make you be like, hmm, Oh, that's very white of you why, why would you do that but okay girl
0: well she comes uh, to the session and be like girl let me take this bonnet off <laughs> your ass don't need no goddamn bonnet
1: no she definitely does not need a bonnet <laughs> but that's the thing in in session, loose leaf as hell it never comes up like like i said she never treats she never tries to like say little things to try to make it never happens so This literally only happened in the context of her relaying this information to her friend. Like I said, I feel like that was to make sure her friend knew that, well, you know, my therapist is black.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you my professional experience with this. Right. Uh, Because clearly it wasn't a client, but it was another professional. Uh, Bradford, you know, is the uh, drug rehab place down there. Right. So I was on the drug court team with uh, the judge of Shelby County and this guy who was over, you know, Bradford, he was the director and it was juvenile drug court. So we would sit back in a room and talk about the consequences for the kids and then we would go out and the kids would walk up, stand in front of the judge, say they peace and the judge would make decisions based off of like what we said in the room, but also managing what the kid has going on, if they're doing better or what the kids say. And we just sitting there looking at the kids. And this is the first time he sat next to me. He just leaned over to me and be like, I voted for being Carson. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Do I <laughs> give a fuck about who you voted for? First Why did all, you even vote for being Carson? Because that correction. motherfucker wasn't on no ticket. Your vote for being Carson was just because you didn't like who else it was to vote for. And
1: Ben Carson's and... not even a black person that we fuck with. You are not with it on point.
0: We're going to have that conversation today, too. We got a lot of conversation to have.
1: I mean, you will know, win points because he black. <laughs> we there are black people we don't fuck with. You can there are black people that you can mention that we will still side on you like bitch, what? You did what? Why? <laughs> wow. It just especially in professional settings. I just don't feel like you should fit just be professional, my nigga. Like but that's
0: it. it. But I think that speaks to the psyche of white people that think they're good and decent. It's kind of like I don't like when men be like, "I'm a good guy, I'm a nice guy," because it don't mean that you're a nice guy. You're you're not. You know what I'm saying? Like for so many ways, and we can have a conversation about that. But it, it's kind of like white people saying, "You know, I'm a good white person." You know, type situation. It's like what they're tr- the psyche of what they're trying to do in that moment is to make sure that i know that something about them is connected to the black experience like they want me to be comfortable with the fact that they did something related to black you know and i'm not saying it's the same for your client because she that could very well have been subconscious but just know black folks doing that shit all the time i mean white folks doing that shit to black folks all the time
1: yeah but again, I just brought it up to just for, cause like I know again, white people like they don't understand. But it is a day-to-day thing. It it's not like huge things. Like nobody comes up to me and says "nigger" <laughs> every day. That don't happen. But there are still instances throughout the day where I'm just like, ah, "Come on, white people, <laughs> please."
0: I don't think it's gonna go away. White Damn. people are so uh uninformed about the black experience because they don't have to be. I think they're learning a lot right now um shout out to uh cole jackson and shogun for the podcast uh government name podcast but you know we were having that conversation about like what defines black culture and you know i think that like when me and you see chopsticks we can think asian or when we see a dream catcher we can think native american you know or we see hijab we can think Indian culture, there's nothing that you could hold up that another culture will look at and think black culture, you know. And um, Shogun said a hot comb, and I was like, uh, oh, I don't think so. I think only black folks know what a hot comb is, or a black <laughs> culture, or people that grew up with black, like a small subset of white people, to know what the hot comb means. But like, if you hold that up, nobody gonna be like black, like, what can we hold up for the black community that would we'll represent? Black culture that everybody would know. Bonnets. Bonnets. Everybody don't know that. Everybody don't know that because it was a it was a TikTok a viral TikTok of this. Um, I don't want to say Pakistani. No, no, it was an Asian boy, because he he was using this thing called a pike. He was calling it a pike, but it was like a newbie a beanie to keep his hair down because he said Asian hair is very pointy and sticky, and so the only way we can really keep it down is to perm it and lay it down but i don't know what else to use for that and everybody in the comments told him well he asked could he use a do-rag or would that be culturally appropriating and a bunch of people said yeah use a do-rag a lot of people but other people put him on satin wraps he said look i didn't know nothing like satin wraps and bonnets existed you know like he knew
1: what a do-rag was so this do-rag not not one
0: of those things
1: yeah no no because
0: uh, so there's another part to this dialogue too is everybody i feel like have to accept that thing in that culture too like everybody in asia would be like yeah we use chopsticks you know what i'm saying everybody in their like, yeah we, but like rag, you're like oh niggas ain't gonna be like yeah give me a rag. <laughs> you know the whole black culture but you know that i think that's just much much bigger harder conversation to have because the work that slavery did on us i think keep us from having a a totem or a symbol of our culture like other people have because we don't have tradition we just got white people tradition which ain't really tradition because they just steal tradition from other folk like white people as white not like as other cultures like uh, scottish or irish them niggas got traditions but like white people white ain't nothing white ain't a race it's just a, like a category <laughs> a category can't have a culture can it anyway yeah
1: you ready
0: to go to the stories? Yep. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start on on the real nigga shit that's going on. Uh which is the Ukraine and the Russia situation.
1: Okay.
0: Uh I guess I'm just gonna give a quick rundown of my understanding of what's happening, or at least my what I believe is going on. Oh uh, clearly Russia and Ukraine were both a part of the Soviet Union at some point, right? Uh, And once the Soviet Union broke up, Ukraine wanted their own independence. They said, hey, we want to be independent. There is something that Putin said in one of his recent interviews that sets a very bad precedent for what comes forward. Like, it would be one thing if Putin said, we don't respect Ukrainians' independence, you know, or we need resources from Ukraine, or Ukraine has been leeching off of us, or like what he said earlier is that, you know, we don't want NATO to transition over to Ukraine because now we no longer have a buffer for the other NATO unions, which is is true. But he referred to Ukraine as ancient Russia lands. That sets a bad precedent for the reasons that Putin is uh trying to occupy Ukraine because he's setting it up based on the idea that Ukraine has always belonged to Russia. Which begs the question: is there something that could stop him and the regime that he's under from trying to occupy that space? But, and I ain't gonna be on this for too long. I'm just gonna say that. Russia has always wanted to reacquire Ukraine after the Soviet Union shit. This ain't new, and they always be occupying shit. You know, um, they what they did they uh, invaded Georgia, you know, some years back, and uh, I think that it was a matter of time that they did this, and they got close to NATO um, being signed by Ukraine and Ukraine joining for them to make this move. But the reality is, this shit ain't going the way Russia wanted it to go. This shit is not going the way Russia wanted it to go. Um also the president, uh Ukrainian president, that he going to go down in the history books for a motherfucker with big balls. <laughs> because I don't know if you know about him, but he used to be a comedian <laughs> turned president. What? <laughs> yeah, he's a comedian turned president, so Does he's always he didn't been...
1: mean the same thing over there as Yeah, it? <laughs> nigga that make people
0: laugh. <laughs> it ain't like the comedian from The Watchmen. <laughs> that nigga wasn't funny at all. He was just murderous. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? But it's like an actual comedian. He went from comedian to a president, which you know gave him all kinds of support. Same shit that did for Reagan, same shit different on Arnold Schwarzenegger, same thing it did for Trump. When you already populate in the community, you got a following. But like They offered this man a ride out because they were trying to have him evacuate. He was like, no, I ain't going nowhere. I don't need a damn ride. I need some ammunition. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, like, he, if you look at his videos, the charisma that he has and the support that he is willing to put on the Ukrainian people, I think it's giving them such a boost of confidence. But not only is it giving them a boost of confidence, but it's it's creating a lot of controversy in, in Russia From a lot of people that are opposing the war in Russia to the point that Putin has disabled Twitter in Russia now because so much support are coming from seeing what's happening in Ukraine. Like a video just came out uh, yesterday about this tank that swerved to hit a civilian car. It swerved over just to hit a civilian car that was trying to get around the tank, Mm. which equals war crimes. Like you just can't be a military going in killing civilians on purpose. You know, now they got the man out of the car from everything we know now. It seemed to be okay. But like this shit war crimes is something that would be what leads other people to help. But also another thing that leads people to help is the idea that. The other side may have an opportunity to win. So a lot of people are now denying Russia help and are supporting Ukraine because it's starting to look like ukraine might have it together russia's strategy was literally like run up on them niggas but the Mm -hmm. niggas you running up on has such a solid plan of being run up on that like you getting popped on not knowing what was finna happen russia's over like it's been plenty of times in history where you see overwhelming force still not being as effective as a small well put together plan if you want to know what that shit looked like go research shaka zulu and the britons that invaded africa <laughs> a small ass group of, of of the shaka zulu tribe killed so many more people than they had access to because their strategy was saying um another question i was like would nuclear war happen? And this dude that I follow on YouTube, he made, he making good points about this, but he said that there are a lot of ways to, oppose to back during the Cold War, there are a lot more ways to disrupt countries that are not as destructive as a nuclear war or a nuclear weapon. You know, so if it's like, if I want y'all out of my business, there's ways to do that without being destructive as a nuclear warhead. A lot of shit got to go wrong these days for a nuclear warhead. Like, they can they can plan a cyber attack and, and mess up your infrastructure to the point where, like, you really can't communicate the way you need to. And so that, that might buy the other side time. Like, it's so many things that countries can do without just hitting that button for the nuclear war. Oh, uh, but anyway, I just wanted to throw some of my thoughts out about this. What else? Oh, it's a lot of propaganda going on out here. Did you
1: it's see the, really,
0: light, the old lady? Oh, yeah. Grandma? You know... Yeah, I saw that
1: stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah. Listen,
1: well, you know when you be in mov-
0: when you be watching movies and shit, and motherfuckers, the toughest motherfuckers always be like Russians and Ukrainians. Yeah. They always be the tough like an old Ukrainian motherfucker in a movie or a Russian woman gonna have the best line in the movie. <laughs> like and they gonna say a do some bad. And I mean, I, I hate to be saying that in terms of like I'm big up in Russia in terms of how they, how tough they be. We all know they be tough. You know what I'm saying? We, that's just where they come from. They, they come from a tough environment, and I just hate that. With, I love living in America because I don't know what the turmoil of living in a third world country look like because like watching tiktoks of what's going on in Ukraine it's people just literally looking out the window with their phone in their hand shaking and you just see something come from the sky and just boom and then everybody crying and just like getting away and just like imagine living through that shit bro I, we have america what we are as americans we are the kid that went to the playground that had the football equipment on that, that because of how sheltered and shielded we've been from the turmoil that people really experience, we we were shielded from it. But now we don't even know how to take it. Like, that kid don't know how to fall right now. <laughs> as soon as he don't have that shit on and he falls, he's going to break both his arms at the same time. And then we we just not psychologically prepared for the idea of somebody invading us. Look how we did COVID. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, none of us have had, like, a war-war go on where somebody tried to invade our country. I don't even know where they would invade. Like, if somebody came here, where the fuck would they even invade? Would they go straight to Washington, D.C., or would they go make an example out of another city? Would they have to go somewhere off the coast, or would they not even, like, come here? Would they just, like, send a missile to an area and just blow up some shit and be like, hey, we did this? But
1: ain't that with 9-11?
0: Yeah, but 9-11 had to be sneakier because I don't know if I don't know if it's really easy for somebody to just come to the board and attack. I don't know if it's easy for somebody to just, them motherfuckers had to train for years to learn how to fly planes. Like that's how sneaky they had to be. They had to infiltrate the American system in order to be able to fly planes. And they had to get passports and do shit where they could be on a plane and hijack the motherfucker. You know. Cause they, I mean, cause they flew exactly into what they was planning to fly into.
1: <laughs> like they became good ass pilots, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, we don't really have, most of the borders that border that we have is water. Like they would have to attack by water because unless you come up from Mexico or Canada, which Canada is not finna do none of shit like that. We're not in the middle of a big landmass like Europe. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we don't have that. So like any main attacks will have to be through air or by water unless again we all we're only bordered by mexico and canada and then water everywhere else so it wouldn't even be we don't really i don't know i don't know we're not bordered on all sides by land like that yeah so that might make it more difficult
0: too you know in hawaii they got something called the uh Pearl Harbor golf ball It's basically like a big ass radar ship. It's just a round big ass ship that like, I guess floats off the coast. Um, So I don't even think that it, enough ships that was trying to come to a coast. If it looked like they was going to be on some bullshit, I don't think they would even make it because like our radar detection system is so significant that we would see that shit coming anyway. Like we see that shit coming and stop that yeah, shit.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, because we're not landlocked yeah. like
0: that.
1: I mean, I think that makes it more difficult than if we were, like, Ukraine covered by land. Yeah. You know.
0: Okay, that's my first story. Can go to the next one. Because I'm informing niggas today. And I really don't think I informed anybody. I just <laughs> used some of my thoughts about Ukraine and Russia, but, you know. If y'all know more about that shit, let me know. Send the email.
1: Oh, you on me do one? Yeah. You want me to yeah. right. will, will keep going? I thought you said
0: you were. Um, uh, I just said I'm educating niggas today. Not I necessarily just back to talk back about to back.
1: Kiki Wyatt. Okay. I don't yeah, when you hear men who got a bunch of children. You know that that man, all he did in in creating those children was fuck a bunch of people. So, like, if I hear a man that's got 11 kids, I'm just like, he was really out here fucking. Because really, beyond the act, (laughs) men don't really have much else to do. Like, if you're an involved father, obviously you're there and you're helping her. But, like, physically, fucking is really all y'all do kiki wyatt is pregnant with her 11th child and the significance of this is that she's been pregnant with a living ch- this isn't her like just going out fucking and getting somebody pregnant. she's been pregnant
0: <laughs> what's, what's the point of the first part of the dialogue about how little men have to do
1: because when i see it's not as impressed it's not it's not yeah, it's not as impressive. If I see a man with 11 kids, I'm like, okay, he fucked and made 11 kids. A woman with 11 kids? Like our, you know, grandparents, great-grandparents, when they was having 18, 19 kids, I'm always like, your vagina did that? Your your vagina and uterus and your organs and all of that shit went through that shit 18 times?
0: <laughs> Kiki White don't have no sets of twins
1: she maybe has one set of twins? And I think the others have been single births. It's hard to tell in this picture with all these children. I think maybe she had a set of twins. The rest of these look like they're staggered enough in age that they were singles. That's a lot. (laughs)
0: It's, you know it's a lot when you gotta refer to kids as singles like they dollar bills. (laughs) (laughs) They are all singles.
1: It's just, impre- like I said, the, the the point of the first part was just that men don't, again, in creating a baby, fucking is like the physical part for y'all. You do a lot of emotional and stuff, like helping her out on the back end while while she's doing the rest of it. But she then went through this, let's just say nine times. That's a lot. <laughs> and she said that she not going to say this her last one. She ain't open to doing this shit again, and I'm just like,
0: how How much do you think the body change after you have like a certain amount of kids? I would you
1: think
0: just, they just, you think they slide out like damn water slide at this point.
1: I mean, it depends because you know after women give birth, they can do the uh get that what well, they call it the I don't think they call it this anymore. They used to call it the husband stitch. Well, basically, they stitch the shit up to make sure it's not you know because sometimes women tear when they get burned. I don't know how many it's vaginal a high births.
0: percentage of women that, that, that meet between their anus and their vagina tear, yeah.
1: Yeah, so they get the stitch to make sure all of that, you know, heals up the way that it's supposed to, so it's, like, close to what it was. I don't know how many vaginal to C-section births, cesareans that she's had. I don't know, but that's just, like, think about all the changes that about like we think about the birth you know and the actual um and the actual like delivering of the baby but like women's organs and shit get moved around and shit to make room for that baby like your whole insides every time you get pregnant and have a baby get fucking rearranged
0: okay that's still healthy and waist training (laughs) (laughs) just so you know you know waist training compress all your shit and make it real small and tight for your organs so but
1: waist training bitches that do that do that for a specific purpose and once they achieve that body that they want i don't do they continue i don't know they, this is years i don't know why you this. would stop
0: i don't know why you would stop if you believe if waist training get you the way you want to be and you continue you're going to continue to waste train. you're not gonna stop so um, tell me this: is something wrong with it?
1: Is something wrong with her having eleven kids? Yeah. Long as she can take care of them, though. No. Nah, now, well, let me. I mean, I'll take that back. Okay, here's my thing about a bunch of children. Even if you can financially take care of eleven kids, which she obviously can, I forgot what this current man she's with does, but like you know, emotionally, I just don't see <laughs> how. You and a lot of these are like kid kids, like you know, like maybe six, seven, eight. Some of them look like they in that range. It is very with two parents in the house, even with nannies and stuff like that. That parental bond that you have, and like think about like how how kids like for their parents to come to their stuff or like be that you you you're only able to spread yourself so much. So I do like, I do think in that way, kids that are born to like big families like that, they do They do kind of get the short end of the stick as it pertains to like parental attention. And you, cause you can't like even doing the best that you absolutely can. It's only so much you're going to be able to do with 11 fucking kids in the house. Or I mean, at this point, let's say two of them. So nine kids. Cause I mean, I think she didn't been doing this long enough that at least maybe two of them might be of like, 18 19 somewhere in there yeah you can only spread yourself so so out so much so that emotional that it's you can i mean how do you how do you account for that money ain't gonna account for that because even if you can get you know nannies and shit, that ain't you you're not their parent that's not their parent so i feel you know because i feel the same way about like the mormons that had them large-ass families because look at again, you just can't. It's very difficult to maintain and control a household at large. So you had the Duggars with one of the boys sexually assaulting some of the younger children because you you just cannot keep up at 19 kids, two parents, you outnumbered. So in that way, I think that kids kind of get the short end and the stick like even if you can financially support those kids emotionally it just ain't enough for you to go to run
0: yeah i agree there
1: so i mean god bless her (laughs) you know uh i don't know why anybody would want to do that in the year of our lord 2022 just because not even financially just think about all the stuff kids have to deal with now that you have to help them deal with now who the fuck want to do that 11 times what the fuck out of here it's just so much going on in the world like why would i don't know and like that's now you know she, she you know there she are women another eighteen. Years.
0: you know there are women who really like the idea of being pregnant and like being pregnant And it's like yeah. it seems like maybe she's one of those women yeah. you know or maybe like she said, has some kind of childhood trauma and made her want a really big family.
1: Like and I she said, she can't
0: turn the trauma off now.
1: I think she can financially support them in the same way that the Duggars and like the Mormon, they usually can find it, but like this the individual attention that a child requires in order to be successful, you are not gonna be able to do that with a household that big. It's just not possible. It's just not possible. And even if you uh ascribe to the the it takes a village the village ain't your parents (laughs) like that's supposed to be to supplement it is not supposed to be to replace because your parent got too many other kids and can't be there it it was it's not meant to replace it's meant to supplement right so like again having that many kids you just can't do what you need to do for the kid you can't it's not possible so that's the only reason i'm like i don't think it's a great idea but it's not my vagina or my pocketbook
0: mm-hmm okay supreme court you know uh, what's going on with the supreme court
1: i do how do you pronounce it i haven't well, been one to her name. okay i didn't want to say it wrong when i tell you that's all i need to know about her <laughs> that's it
0: <laughs> now this is the thing and this is another one of them thing that i don't think white people understand there's these different versions of black people right and when Joe Biden said he was going to nominate a black woman, in my head, I was like, how we know we're not going to get another Clarence Thomas on the court? Like, how does he know? Now, I know he got black advisors that was pretty much going to be like, look, have you seen Django? You remember Samuel Jackson character? We don't need that. You <laughs> <laughs> don't need that, brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, like, I just, I wish I, wish I knew how it's been communicated to white people, the difference between these. I don't like using the term coons, but y'all know what coon is. Uncle Tom is the version of a black person that tries so deeply to cater to white, you know, I guess their assimilation went wrong. (laughs) You know, their assimilation went extreme. It's like we're assimilating, you know, so black people expect to assimilate the white culture. And i think a lot of us assimilated as much as we could to maintain our blackness but then i think there's a group of people who that shit was miscalibrated inappropriately like candace owens she clearly started off black and then when her assimilation started that shit went wrong it like the red lights was flashing oh well, turn it off turn it off i can't turn it off sir. it's not she's gonna be all the way fucking teen white people like i feel like that kind of happens with people but like katanji katanji brown this is the one who was nominated to take uh, Justice Breyer's place. So I'm just going to run down who she is and what some issues may be that Republicans will probably bring up during this hearing, which I don't give a fuck what you say. Uh, if they let goddamn um Brett, what's his name? I can't remember his name. To do their sexually assaulted people. They let that man on the Supreme oh. Court. Brett oh. Kavanaugh. They let Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court. Ain't no way you finna not let Ketanji Brown on the Supreme Court. If you don't, then it's just really because she's the wrong kind of black for you. Because y'all motherfuckers love talking about some Clarence Thomas and Thomas Sowell. Anyway, she is Harvard educated. Uh, Her thesis was about the plea bargaining system um, and the coercion of the criminal defendant. Um, her uncle was sentenced to life for a nonviolent drug-related crime, uh, and, and while she was in college, as well as her family being law enforcement, now Republicans probably gonna bring that shit up. They're probably going to use that as a rhetoric for why she may be softer on crime or whatever. Um, but again, the job of the Supreme Court ain't to fucking sentence nobody; <laughs> it's to interpret the Constitution. You know, so that'll be a weak point uh she protested in college against the confederate flag that was visible through another college student's window no they're gonna bring that shit up because you know motherfuckers be on that confederate flag shit. so what does I'm that mean get a
1: goddamn confederate flag
0: bro that shit need to go to hell uh she became a reporter uh for the times as a journalist she went back to law school she edited the harvard law review she started a clerkship um, did two years of private practice and went back into a clerkship and she clerked for the justice that she will be taking the place of, you know, exactly. So like you, you already know that her politics are likely going to align with his, you know, um, she eventually became a public defender uh, she became the head of the sentencing commission, became a district court judge and an appellate court judge. Like she has so much experience. But, you know, I already know the deal with black folks. We got to have two to three times as much as ex- experience and expertise than uh, a mediocre white man or yep. white woman have to have. You know, so they're going to try to do something to upend it. Now, I think personally, if Republicans were smart, knowing that the courts are already stacked in their favor and knowing that it'll only be a liberal substituted for a liberal, I think that it would benefit them to pretend like they was OK with it, let it be an easy run through and put Democrats off their game, you know what I'm saying? Because they're like, oh, these Republicans are ready to work together because, you know, Democrats be that fucking optimistic all while the Republicans got a knife behind their back that's ready to shank you up. It ain't even a knife, for real. It's like a, a, it's a shield. It's like a toothbrush, toothbrush with a nail on the end of it. It's some prison shit. Like, that's how, that's how Republicans run this motherfucker. Like a jailhouse. (laughs) But I just wanted to talk about Ketanji Brown because her name is Ketanji. That's a black-ass name. She is a black-ass woman who is more than qualified to be the next Supreme Court justice. And I'm really, really looking forward to seeing how they try to invalidate that for her. But, yeah, that's all on Ketanji Brown. Oh, some rulings that she made. She did make some rulings. She ruled against um a grant ending um programs um that was meant to uh, end teenage pregnancy. Um she voted to stop a fast track deportation and she ruled in favor of unions against Trump. So they probably use some of that stuff against her oh, yeah. uh, in this dialogue. But I'm I'm interested in how creative they become through this process. What you got? It.
1: Um and just very briefly because I'm really fucking tired of this. Um <laughs> So Kanye West went on the whole media blitz and Twitter fingers got him in trouble saying a bunch of shit. Now he has submitted a request for his social media stuff to be inadmissible in the divorce proceedings. My nigga, bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Know how that's going to work. First of all, you actually posted a post where you wrote, I, my account has not been hacked. I'm the one posting it. Like you literally did. <laughs> so Under what grounds? <laughs> because normally it's like, it's hearsay. You don't know if he, po- he said in one of the posts that he posted it. He wanted the world to know that like, no, this is me saying this shit. And I mean it. Now you, because you know, it makes you look bad. It makes you look like what you are. Now it's like, oh, I don't think that should be admissible. This ain't That ain't got nothing to do with this divorce. It has everything to do with the divorce. And that's what you get. This is the same thing. <laughs> you can say what you want. You know, you do have freedom of speech. He has freedom of speech. And we've talked about this on the show up times. Freedom of speech is not freedom of consequence, okay? You can say whatever the fuck you want to, but there are consequences that come from that. Period. You know, it's like all of these people, these white people who get recorded doing all of this Becky kind of shit, this Karen shit that get fired. They have the freedom of speech to do what they want to. And companies have a a right to say, oh, we don't want you representing us. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. And you got out here and showed your whole ass for weeks. All I kept saying is fucking shit about you on Twitter, uh, not Twitter, on Instagram, posting shit, Kanye. And now because you know it's gonna make you look bad, now you wanna say, well, that shouldn't be it, it shouldn't be admitted. Nigga bye. I hope it's all admitted. I hope that this is one of those situations because I get so tired. I get so tired of people talking about Kanye and then people being like, but he's a musical genius but he but his musical i don't give a fuck at this point i don't even listen to kanye music no more i don't give a fuck i didn't listen to donda i'm not even i don't give a fuck about Donda. i don't care about his me there are things that people can do as humans and this is just the unfortunate part about social media in the 90s the 80s we know nothing about all uh, celebrity lives because we didn't have the internet to give you all of that fuck shit in real time. But unfortunately now we do. Okay. And there are things that you can do as a celebrity that would make me not fuck with you no more. And Kanye crossed that line a long time ago. So I don't even know nothing about no more music that he didn't make. I ain't watched that fucking documentary on, on Amazon. I don't give a fuck. I don't care because regardless of whether or not He's good at making music. He's a shit-ass person. And I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't care. I don't want to give him no more nothing. So I don't care about his clothing. I don't care about his music. I don't care about none of that. You know, you, you can be a very smart person who's a dick. And, and that make me not give a fuck about whatever you create. Okay. Mm-hmm. If if Adolf Hitler, and that, not, I hate to, that's such an extreme. But it's just, <laughs> I this is how extreme I feel about it. Okay, for me, it's like saying, well, Adolf Hitler had them beats, though. <laughs> like, he was a fucking terrible person. No, give a fuck about his music. Don't care. So, at this point, I'm tired of Kanye and this whole shit. And I'll be glad when the divorce is over. I don't know that it's going to end at that point because he's still going to be doing his narcissist shit that he does, but I'm just
0: tired. He's going to get his ass arrested. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen on that bullshit. Like you buying a house next to your your ex. No, no no, that's not good. In no way is that good.
1: He's not Like I just I'm tired. Like I said, I keep seeing people like oh that that documentary shows this this and that. Okay. Again, there is a point at which I will not give a fuck about nothing. Nobody like I don't care. I don't care. Okay. R. Kelly could come out with the most fire R&B song right now and I wouldn't give a fuck because he has become a disgusting human at this point. Don't care nothing about his music. I don't. I'm sorry. I That's not something that I can overlook because he made a good song. And because y'all think Kanye is a musical genius, I don't give a fuck about that. I, I really don't. And I, a musical genius is debatable. I, you know, I really have not enjoyed his music probably since 808 heartbreak. I don't know, it's been a long time since I gave a fuck about his music. To the point where again, I don't even feel like I'm missing out on nothing by not listening to this shit because like it's too much. I just ugh. <laughs> I'm over. I feel about him how I feel about the Kardashians. Like he on that level now. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I don't care.
0: Yeah. Um you know T.I. have been doing comedy for like the last month? What? T.I. has been doing stand-up comedy.
1: Hmm. <sighs> <laughs> uh, have you watched any of
0: it yet? it? He I heard some it? clips on The Breakfast Club. I didn't like the clips.
1: Uh, he don't really strike me as a
0: comedian. He, so what happened was Godfrey comedy has a very particular type of culture and when you're a headliner people don't go after you you finish the show and then that's it the show over yeah godfrey was headlining at a club and ti came and wanted to go up after godfrey and the club owner said yes and so ti went up after him and and godfrey on his podcast was saying hey you know i didn't watch ti because you know i don't watch people that's not better at that thing that i do you know than me and so i just don't watch no performers after or before me but it, he shouldn't have come up after he said it was his city so he said cool but like the culture of comedy say we don't go up there after somebody that's when you're selling your merchandise and, and engaging with fans but like if the fans are watching you they can't do that you know what i'm saying yeah and so he invited Ti on the show what well, Ti gave his little response, and he invited Ti to the show. Ti was so fucking mean, you know, in his response. I'm not a he big yeah.
1: Napoleon complex.
0: He's just. A, he said all that comedy shit.
1: Of-
0: all them rules that you say apply to people in the comedy game. I'm the exception to those rules. Of and I was is. like, bro, this shit ain't gonna work out for him in other cities. Like in, in Cali, where they oh. really fuck with the, the the comedian there in Cali. There's a
1: reason why there's not crossover in the comedy like that. You know, like you'll have comedians, like you have Kevin Hart who now does movies. Like you'll have comedians that go on to do other stuff. You'll have actors that may get singing careers or singers that become actors, but you do not see a whole lot of people just crossing over in the comedy. Comedy is a very specific skill, (laughs) especially stand-up. Like, being able to be funny in a movie by saying the lines that you're given in a funny way or, like, being able to convey it is not the same thing as standing in front of a group of people delivering a routine. Comedy is not something that you can just cross over into, I don't think. And T.I. of all fucking people, <laughs> nothing funny about him. Ever. He
0: might at be all. funny. What? He might be funny. I just ain't seen his shit. I'm going to give him credit until I can see it at least. Um, it's but go check out the interview because it was like he was going hard at Godfrey and Godfrey just ate it up. One thing I guess I can get with on T.I. is that Godfrey was laughing it up with T.I., you know, um giving him dabs, got pictures with him and everything. He said they hung out and T.I.'s issue was like, if you had a problem with me coming up after you headline, then say it to my face. Like, tell me, hey, bro, I know you new to the comedy game. You know, uh, yeah. people don't normally come up after headliners, you know, but don't keep it up with me and then on your podcast the next day come out and talk about, you know, this, that, this, that. And Godfrey yes. kept trying to say, no, see, they was trying to twist my words. So, you know, he said, I heard your words come out of your mouth. I'm talking about what I heard you say. I ain't talking about what nobody else said that I heard, you know, because he... he Godfrey did come off really harsh with what he was saying, but I don't think he was saying it in reference to T.I. specifically. I think he was saying it in reference to new comedians. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, I guess the bill can fit if T.I. wanted to fit, but the way it sounded like he was really not validating T.I.'s place in comedy, and it sounded like that's how T.I. took it, you know, like... And he said, if you had come to my show... You know that I tell people that I'm not a comedian. I'm a superstar, you know, and I'm telling my story, <laughs> and that's that arrogance that I don't like. That and that's my, that's why I've never been able to get along with Ti. That's what I've never been able to get along with Ti, you know. But yeah. he's, he's trying to make discernments as to why I can do this thing, and I don't have to put in the work, and I don't have to do oh. the stuff that y'all did to build this up. Oh. He's just making discernment so that that can be the case. And so, where I get with Godfrey is that, like, there are, and in you know, the conversation was about like a lot of comedians got to grind and hustle and bustle to get where they at. And what he said that way, that sound like a damn problem, you know what I'm saying? If they two got damn, um, if they ain't good enough to make it, you know what I'm saying, then what they got to do with me, <laughs> you know, coming up? How I came up, he said, you know, if y'all would have asked me how I came up, he said, I've been doing like. Every single night, I've been doing shows for a month. And I'm like, I mean, a month ain't real. Like, if you can't see why people who've been doing this for 20 years may <laughs> look at you and be like, okay, is this rich-ass dude just toying with the shit that we do for a living? Or is he really out here doing it? Like, if you're not giving room for those people to be skeptical of what's happening, then mm-hmm. you're disillusioned and far too arrogant for, for what's going on. Like I
1: said... There is a reason that you do not see the crossover like you see in other genres of entertainment. Like I said, you'll see singers that become actors. You see actors that sing in one movie and put an album out. Like there's a lot of crossover in other areas, but you just and comedians cross over and do other things. Comedians may become actors. I ain't never seen a comedian become like a singer or a rapper, but like, I you know they may do some acting shit. But you just do not uh, see look, a whole lot. Yeah. I won't call him
0: a rapper per se but he has do really all, some tracks
1: true that's the closest that i think but like you don't see act people that are known specifically just for acting becoming stand-up comics a lot i'm sure there's some exceptions and if anybody knows of any please let me know because i'm interested but i just don't know of any crossover that happens that way and i think it's because stand-up comedy is a very specific skill. Like I said, I don't think that everybody is able to do that. (laughs) And so even if you're a good actor, that does not mean that you would be a good stand-up comic. (laughs) Like, even if you could deliver funny lines in a movie, that does not mean that you would be a good stand-up comic who could get up and talk to an audience for an hour and do a whole show and people enjoy it. That doesn't cross over like that. And so it's just laughable to me that T I just think just cause he T.I. he can do it all, he is just a superstar. Nigga bye. That's that Napoleon shit. Like he just got he got little man syndrome up to here. <laughs> and he just has to compensate, compensate, compensate for the fact that he like four feet tall. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. And, and he's so annoying. I, tell you, I get on my fucking nerves. Like that arrogance, I just won't slap him. He annoys me. Like I couldn't be friends with him. If 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 we got famous, that would not be a nigga I would be hanging out with. (laughs) Like, wouldn't happen. And I if I was at an event where he was at, wouldn't even go speak to him. I'm gonna be honest. (laughs) Like he irritates my soul.
0: Irritates me.
1: No thanks. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. All right, what you got? Um nothing else really i had this it was an interesting um <laughs> it was an inter well uh the meg the stallion and, and Tory tori lane shit is still going on now they going back and forth because they had some little hearing that really nothing was really said at and both of them are trying to very much overstate what was said it's like two words were said, and both of them are like, those two words go uh, show, but I'm right. <laughs> like, it was two words. It doesn't really, it doesn't really prove either of you, uh, your points, so calm down. But they back, going back and forth with each other and all of this shit, I don't really give a fuck about that. Um, But there was a thing on the shade room that said, did y'all notice we don't iron our clothes no more? Do you iron? Do I iron? Uh, yeah. 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 I don't iron. Why not? I don't really have clothes that require ironing. Ironing.
0: Cuz all your clothes be skin tight and yeah. stretched from when you put it on, but see, yeah. men's clothes ain't like that. We don't wear tight stuff. We <laughs> wear shit that like got room for wrinkles to still exist if we don't do it.
1: Even my st- so like the beyond- even my like I have slacks but don't be wrinkled i, I don't know <laughs> do i even have an iron i don't know if i have an iron in this house
0: <laughs> growing up my brother used to just throw his clothes in the dryer and that shit don't do number leave you let you leave with warm clothes on it don't i yeah. it don't like really press your clothes unless you dampen them and then do it which new washers and dryers have like a, a dampening component where it's got a hose connected to the dryer now where mm-hmm. When you put it on the steam cycle it'll like steam it'll like wet it up a little bit and then it'll steam dry it
1: i had a steamer i had a steamer uh remy chewed the cord and uh oh. didn't replace that but i did have a steamer where i would like you know hang stuff up and steam out the irons but like or the wrinkles but like i don't know the last time i owned an iron
0: i actually need to get one
1: but yeah, i wonder I how many people so in the comments under the post there were people that are like i've always iron and then there were other people that were like i haven't used an iron in years <laughs> so i don't know there were people that said they dry clean all their stuff i ain't gonna pay for no purpose. Yeah, Not these Yeah, if i if it's dry clean i don't own a whole lot of dry clean only only clothing um and most of what i do on is stuff that i wore one time and didn't need to wear no more. <laughs> it's yeah. not it's like fancy shit that like i don't go nowhere so i don't need to wear this person said my clothes don't even seem to get wrinkled though maybe fabric has changed because i haven't touched an iron in years
0: depends on if your shit's tight or not
1: I'm trying to find if a, a man that says he doesn't iron me. These are a lot of women, and our clothes are form-fitting. Hmm. Um, yeah, all the men seem to be saying that. Well, this this is a man that said I hate it, but I do it every now and then. <laughs> so you don't iron. That's regularly.
0: probably because they got their women doing it. Old school cats. They be on that.
1: Peeps I steam everything. I stopped ironing over ten years ago. Throw that shit in the dryer. <laughs> uh-uh.
0: Don't work. Don't work right. <sighs> you want it to work right, so you accept it.
1: oh <laughs> uh... Yeah, it's about a mixed, I feel like it was a a mixed response, but I read that and I was like, you know what? I'm sure there's an iron in here, but I don't know where it is. (laughs) And I don't even know if it still works (laughs) at this point. Like I said, I had a steamer and I would steam my clothes if they really needed it. But Remy chewed through the um, plug and so, or the cord. And so now it can't be plugged in. And I was very pissed about that. But like traditional ironing was like an ironing board. No. You know what? My boyfriend irons. He, uh, I was at his house and he had ordered an ironing board off of Amazon. I was like, oh, so he irons, but he also kind of has to keep his shit for his job. His uniform has to be crisp. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. I'm imagine
1: he has to
0: iron oh i ju- i wear jogging pants five days a week now yeah you by ironing i wore a t- t-shirt with ninja turtles on in my jogging pants and i'll be happy graphic tea, snoopy i got snoopy on more shirts than anything else why
1: so much snoopy
0: i don't give a fuck about snoopy they just was whatever the 2x was an option uh. and i got it from at the point uh, and I've had them the longest so now they fit the best like they they got that good stretch on them where they ain't never going to get back small again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I fuck with them. Uh, I fuck with them. Yeah, I don't really I do a lot of telehealth now, so a lot of times I'm in I'm literally I wear onesies around the house but the in in the video from top up it just looked like I got a hoodie on. <laughs> so most of the time when i'm doing my sessions i'm in a fucking. this one is a panda i'm in a onesie
0: do they onesies be having the booty out when you go to the bathroom or no, do you they like
1: make, they make those but no so you
0: got to take them out like a like a what is it called them you just got to be like but in the bathroom like yeah. a romper yeah
1: like a romper you just unzip it and pull it down some of them have butt out but i even if it had that I would be afraid that the flap would get into what I wouldn't use it. I'd still just take the whole thing off. Like there's too much. You too can much like, yeah, it's mean, too much that could go wrong with that. So I would still just take it off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, I don't really wear a whole lot. Of, and then when I'm when I do go in my the agency, I work for is pretty like, I wear like jeans and shit. Like I don't really have a need you be dressed up very often now very rarely <laughs> so mm. that's probably another reason why and it's been that way for a while so yeah yeah maybe people with like other kinds of jobs need to but not, not for what I do
0: yeah and it helps things air there's a couple of other things I was talking about, but I want to see how they develop over the coming weeks. One of them is the uh, Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida. Um, it's just going along with CRT. They, they trying to keep kids from learning about pregnancy and homosexuality. So any parent that suspects that their kids are learning about that stuff can sue the school.
1: Do they know that kids, that go to like Catholic schools, or did, did they realize that this don't work? Like we have evidence that that doesn't work.
0: They don't care. These are all posturing <laughs> platforms. Like you have kids that Catholic
1: smoking crack and shit. Like
0: I, <clears throat> these are just posturing for getting a legislation passed that they want, um, and for going into politics, like running for president, high office, rerunning for their campaign. Especially like DeSantis. DeSantis is expected to run for president. Especially if Trump don't run. But what else? Uh, the State of the Union address, they putting blockades up at the White House because a lot of that uh, trucking situation in Canada um, they suspect that a whole bunch of people going to come to Washington trying to protest in the name of that. But we'll see. We will see. But you got anything else on your mind outside of
1: that? I do not.
0: All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation.
1: We out.
0: Holla.